Welcome to Unpopular But Accurate, the podcast. After all these years, there's only one thing these two can agree on. They're always right. Here's your host, David and Tyler. I got Abilene Christian over Texas, actually. What? I got him over Texas, yeah. I, I got him beating Texas in the first round. David, who's yes. your plug? And consider my bracket blown all to hell. But so is everybody else's, so I don't feel all that bad. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Unpopular But Accurate. We're excited to have you join us today as we get into all the free agency talk going on with the NBA. It was a busy one today. We're going to check in on all the NCAA tournament action, how the teams from the ACC have fared up to this point. We also got to discuss some bad news in Hornets land. LaMelo Ball, man, possibly out for the rest of the, the year. Exactly what we didn't with need. a wrist injury. We're going to talk about the moves the Panthers are finally making. And as always, before we get started, David, tell the people about the deets. What's going on, y'all? Y'all know what time it is. Uh, I'm popular but accurate. Listen, if you haven't jumped on Spotify, Instagram, or the Facebook page, go ahead and click the follow, like, subscribe button on all the social medias. We got the YouTube video from last week. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out. Videos is going crazy. Um, it's exciting and entertaining. You know what time it is. We I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. You can follow us at Unpopular But Accurate. Again, Unpopular But Accurate. Just like the show name, show name suggests, go ahead and click that follow want to we're providing you with premium content and entertainment baby so let's first get to it david the ncaa tournament right now okay texas made me look like a fool last week they okay. shouldn't have did they shouldn't have did not only that illinois made me look like a fool last week so did ohio state made me look like a fool last week Man, aren't you supposed to be the expert on this? Listen, usually I am. <laughs> uh, the, the, the tournament com- committee obviously yeah. seeds teams in a way that they think would make a pretty exciting matchups coming towards the Final Four. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even they didn't get it right. If the tournament got it right, you wouldn't have so many double so, digits. Are we making excuses? Are we blaming on the people not getting it right too? So no, it's okay. I'm just saying they didn't get it right either. So listen, your bracket doesn't look great. You picked Texas over Abilene Christian. Congratulations. Yeah, we'll give you that. Hold on, hold on, but your bracket out, does time out, not time out, time look out, time good. Out, time out. So this somehow became from you being wrong about Texas to now my bracket doesn't look good. Well, you, you let are, me ask you a question on, though. Let me on. ask you a question. How many of your uh, top four teams are still in the NCAA? One. Your final four. One. Okay. How many uh, do I have? You got three. Thank you. But listen, big picture. We that's still the got line. Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight games to get rid of your Final Four minus Gonzaga because I need know them to what? stay in it as well. I, and I'm still feeling really good about my selection. I got Gonzaga, obviously. Everybody got them. I got Baylor. Who really think Baylor is not going to play themselves in the championship? Then I got mm-hmm. FSU. FSU. I think they're doing a lot of really great things. Nobody really want to see FSU or play them. I'm feeling good about my picks. Listen, you can feel good about your fix all you want. All I got to sit here and tell you is no one knows what's going to happen in this NCAA tournament. This is the wildest one I have ever witnessed in my entire life with so many double-digit seeds into the second weekend of the tournament. And, and stop capping. Dude, your, your, your bracket on ESPN is at 50% accuracy. That's not good in any year for the tournament. Well, actually, we're going to show our brackets. We're actually in a little bit of an ESPN bracket group right now. Yep. And right now, I'm sitting the prettiest. My my team right now, I think you're what in like last place. You, you are the like last you are right the now? nicest. You are the nicest bucket in a room of buckets of crap. All right. So let's let's not let's <sighs> listen. Let's, I know it's not hard to save face and be taking this L because I told you. Listen, I, I told you. Just listen to your boy. I'm here for you. When you don't know, lean mm-hmm. on me, the expert. Right. Because the Abilene Christian, it was actually kind of predictable to me, to be honest. It I don't know why you were so you, shocked you, you, about you that. that on ledge. Joe Pleasant, the 6'8-220 guard from uh Over Park, Kansas, showed the hell out. Yeah. And literally with 1.2 seconds to go, hit two clutch. Very, very clutch free throws to 
put Texas behind them and win the damn game. Debatable I mean, foul. It, it, huh? Debatable foul. Oh, no, it was definitely – Jay Sims from Texas definitely fouled him. Yeah. He got fouled on the putback. The original layup wasn't a foul. It was a foul when the second guy caught the ball and tried to put it back in. It was all legitimate. He had, a, uh, he had the uh, uh, scoring high of the game. Uh, Joe Pleasant did, and he did his thing. Listen, we'll see how this bracket falls out. Your bracket doesn't look good either, so don't stop I'm acting. Great. Stop dancing. It's like you won the 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 Division three championship. No offense to Division three athletes, but yeah, I'm just saying like that. Just, it's like you're winning the NIT. Calm what down. What Tony the Tiger okay. say? All right, I'm feeling great. Like NC State <laughs> is cheering that it's winning in the NIT. Like, All right, let's st- go. Stop, stop capping, you guys. Anyway, two ACC schools remain right now. Uh, number four seeded FSU. We got number 11 Syracuse still in the bracket. Number 11 Syracuse. I know. You never count out Jim Bayham. I said that last week. You never count out Jim Bayham. I shouldn't have picked against him. I did. I had them losing to West Virginia. And what happened? West Virginia, you laid an egg. They laid an egg. Joint. I did not see that coming from West Virginia. Like, where, what happened? Bob Huggins. What, what in yeah. the world? Literally, you're a legendary coach. He's up there with the Roy Williams. Not that, you know, Roy Williams is more legendary than Coach K. But Coach K, Bob Huggins, you know, I mean, he's supposed to be able to scheme better in the second half to put his team in a position to win. That was a huge letdown. I had West Virginia in my Final Four, and I really thought it was going to get that far. But it is. It is. Right, as it stands right now, Two two seeds have fallen in the tournament. Two three seeds are also out of the tournament. Actually, three three seeds are out of the tournament um, when you count in uh, Kansas. So they also lost as well. Now, I had that pick in my bracket, but it does me no good. Um, But at the end of the day, we're just seeing upsets like we've never seen on a historic level. It's a very interesting tournament. I'd love to see who wins it. Um, with that being said, David, we got some pretty cool Sweet 16 Lead 8 matchups coming up. Um, Gonzaga, Creighton, I think you both and I, we're going to take the Bulldogs in that one, right? Gonzaga takes that and moves on. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga is going to win the whole thing. So yeah. Next up, USC, Oregon. Uh, that's a toss-up. It's Pac-12 matchup. I'm going to take USC just because I think they're riding a little bit higher than Oregon. Who you got in that game? Um, which uh, which team, two teams was that? Uh, USC, Oregon. Okay, give me give me Oregon in that game. I think Oregon's going to be the biggest thing. Gotcha. In the other bracket in the East, you got Michigan, Florida State. We're going to save our predictions for that for buy or sell. We'll get into that. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. You know you love some buy or sell. So, all right. So in the bottom half of that East bracket, you got Alabama going up against UCLA. UCLA playing game came in, beat beat BYU, mm-hmm. then beat Abilene Christian. And now they're playing Alabama. Who you got in that game, Bama or UCLA? Bama is no longer just a football school. They are officially a basketball t- school as well. No, they have not. arrived. Bama's going to win that game. They have not arrived. But, they have arrived. But I'll go ahead and take uh, UCLA and an upset on that one. You got UCLA? Uh, dude, if you oh, made it this far, you, you've won three games. Come on. Give, listen, Bama hasn't arrived, and you're going to find out uh, coming up on Friday. There's a lot of experts that love Bama. <laughs> listen, they can love them all they want. All right, Baylor. Going up against the one and only Villanova, who I didn't think was going to make it out of the first round. They're here. That's a sneaky matchup for Baylor. Uh, give me the Bears, though. Bears look too good. They've got three guards that can beat anybody in the country. I got Baylor there. Who you got? Bears got the lockdown defense. The Bears are going to win. Bears are going to win there. So, in the bottom half of that bracket, Dave, you got Oral Roberts. Surprise. 15, 15 seed in a sweet 16 over Texas Tech. Who you got there? Who you, who you taking? Oh, come, I mean, Arkansas is the one is. It's not even close. Arkansas. That's right. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, Arkansas fans. Arkansas, Oral Roberts. Arkansas will take that. I want to ride with Oral Roberts so bad, but I can't. In the next next region, you got um, Oklahoma State, who lost to Oregon State. And now you've got Oregon State 12C going up against Loyola, Chicago, the fighting sister jeans. Who you got in that matchup right there? Um, man, that's a, that's gonna be a really good one. Uh, Sister Jean is great luck for them. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and say uh, uh, Loyola. Sister Jean predicted them to actually get to the Elite Eight. Can you believe that in her bracket? I mean, I don't expect anything less from her. Yeah, but come so, on, just throw them all the way. You got them to the Elite Eight. I mean, she know I got better. you. She knows they ain't gonna get all that far, but they'll win this game. Though. Give me, look at me, Loyola Chicago, and then and then the bottom half there. You're gonna have Syracuse going up against Houston. We're gonna save that for buy or sell again. I don't want to spoil it for you. Let you know how far we think these ACC teams are going to go. 
So, um, with that being said, it's been an ex- exciting tournament, David. Can't wait to see the finish. I think it's going to be one of the best so, finishes in years. Let's um, uh, let's talk about this as well, though. What are your two bi- What is your biggest recaps of the March Madness tournament thus far? And I'll give you mine next. Um, there's just so many upsets. I think that's what COVID shows you that there are teams on here. When teams don't play complete full schedules, you cannot seed them accordingly at this point in time. Um, as you can tell, Abilene Christian, a four-loss team, beats Texas. You, one could argue Texas got a bad draw there. Mm-hmm. You know, one could also argue that uh, Loyola Chicago, 24-4, and four, was definitely underseeded. You could maybe make the argument that several other teams are underseeded, these ones that have sneaked into the uh, Sweet 16 here. So, I mean, that's kind of the biggest takeaway. I kind of knew it was going to go out like this. I picked the chaos in my bracket. It just didn't happen the way I thought it would. Right, right. Yeah, you um, you definitely took a lot of risks, the wrong risks. Listen to your boy next time. My biggest takeaways of the March Madness tournament thus far as following Tyler. These are, these are the biggest stories. These are the hottest stories right here. One of the biggest things, Ohio State losing to Oral Roberts. Right. What? Yeah. I, like, did, who's seen that one coming? I want to know how many brackets actually had that in there because I don't think anybody get Listen, Stephen Warner couldn't even see that one. Like, come on now. Uh, Ohio State losing. Then you got Texas losing. We already talked about that. The one you uh, were shocked to see that one happen yep. too. I mean, but that's one of the things you love about the Sweet Sixteen. Excuse me, well, March Madness in general. Just the nail biting, the 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 game, the buzzer beaters, and the heartbreak, and the you know all that good stuff. So I was I was pleasantly happy to know that my upset pick actually worked out. And are you ready for this one, Tyler? What? My third biggest takeaway of the tournament thus far. UNC getting dusted off by Wisconsin. You kind of like uh, omitted that. I didn't hear you say anything about UNC. We're going to get into Carolina. Now, okay. we just, this ain't the segment for Carolina. All right, all right. But my biggest takeaway so is – So let me ask you the, this. Okay, go ahead. Tar go ahead. Heels are the biggest takeaway. So in uh, eight seed losing to a nine seed. Meanwhile, hold on, let, audience, this is his biggest takeaway. One of my biggest hold takeaways. On, it's your third biggest takeaway. Yes, it is. So – Number 13 seed beating the defending national champion Virginia is not a bigger storyline to you. No. Okay, cool. USC beating Kansas to advance the Sweet 16 is not a big storyline to you. Can I tell you why? No, hold can on. I, can let I, can me I finish. You? Let me give you I, all I, I, the, didn't, I didn't even finish my me, USC take. I'm not done. Go ahead. Let me give you all the storylines that are bigger than Wisconsin beating Carolina. Let me just tell you. <laughs> let me just tell you. Oregon beating <laughs> Iowa. Bigger storyline there. Number two seed, Iowa Falls. Abilene Christian, we've already covered that. You you went over them. I'll give you the credit there, okay? Oral Roberts beating Ohio State. We've already covered that. We're good on that. Oregon State beating OK State to get the Sweet 16. That's not a bigger storyline. A number one seed falling in the first weekend. That's not a bigger storyline than Carolina losing. No? No? Okay. Cool. So what I want you to do, David, or Syracuse making it to the Sweet 16 is an even bigger storyline. So – won't you take your haterade off, okay? Get, get your haterade glasses off of your head, okay? Calm down a little bit. It's not that big of an upset for Carolina to lose to Wisconsin. I even said it last week on the show. People that are following know I'm speaking my truth right now. I said it would not be shocking for Carolina to lose to Wisconsin. So, colored me not surprised. Carry on. Are you done or are you finished? Oh, I said carry on. You're, you're allowed to speak uh, now. You, you, you done or are you finished? I'm okay. allowing right. you permission. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you for allowing me the permission. You're welcome. To talk I'm about giving it. you this long to talk about it. <sighs> Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Really? Really? You're gonna go on this long soliloquy about this, that, and the third? First of all, and it's not, and it's not, it really isn't no haterade. It really isn't haterade uh about Carolina losing. You know why? Before you interrupted me, you interjected. That's how I know I'm under his skin, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Is Whatever. He couldn't even allow me to finish the point. Carry That's on. Right. Listen, it's like a sore spot for him right now. And it's all objective, too. The reason why, Tyler, it was a big takeaway. Didn't you say just last week that Carolina has the best backcourt in all of basketball? Front court. Front, front, front court. Front court. You don't yeah, listen that, very that, well, that, that, yes. Okay. All right. But that was you, right? Yep. So they had the best front court, but yet... They lose in the first round. Mind you, you also uh, very conveniently forgot that's Roy Williams' first time ever losing in the first round, and you just omit that? You act like it didn't happen? That, that didn't that happen speaks, to you? That speaks oh, more to on, Roy Williams' greatness hang, hang than on, him losing, so carry I'll, on. I'll let you speak. So not only that, but you were all ready to Corvette Corvette 
And when I said Duke didn't make the tournament, but yet y'all didn't even make it past the second round. Like, I'd rather not even play than get into the, the, the tournament and lose in the first round. Not to mention, y'all let my boy Brad Davison go the hell off. That's the reason why it's my biggest take. That is the sole reason. The man averages 10 points all year. And what did he do to Carolina? Gave y'all straight buckets. I mean, it was raining two pieces. He literally scored 29 points on y'all and went five for seven. What was the answer for Brad Davis? You want me Davidson. to talk right now? Yeah, go ahead. You got permission to talk. What was the answer? I really want to know. I got a couple questions for you. Okay. Okay. Why did you bring the clown mask that you wore last week to this week's show? I'm kind of disappointed. This is all legitimate questions. Do you answer the question? Do you know how it's much? Legitimate. Uh, first, this is a statement, not a question. Excuse me. This is a rhetorical question. Do you understand how much of a clown you look like clowning Carolina? Listen, when, when a person oh, has insults, I, you when said, a person has can I, can insults, that's how you know can you I got them. Can clown? I go? Go ahead. Can I, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. So anyway, like I was saying. How big of a clown do you look to be clowning your proceed, biggest proceed, rival? Proceed, Let me proceed. ask my question. You proceed. said I could ask it. Which okay. one is it? Can Why I ask it? Can okay. I not ask because it? Because you literally call me a look, clown. I'll let you go on your whole diatribe. Did I call diatribe. you names? Did I call Calm names? Down. I didn't call any Carolina fans' names. I didn't call I don't, you a I don't need to. I'm, right, listen, go ahead. Proceed. I'm going to ask the question again. How big of a clown does your arch rival look? When they're not even in the tournament. Not as Hold big on. of a clown. No, no, you don't have to carry on. Damn. You, you literally can I ask the no, question? Hold on. You, you, can you say, see how you, triggered you, you he is say, right now? You won't even I'm let me finish. Triggered, but he's calling me a clown. I'm just you saying. You look like a clown because you're so sensitive about I'm this whole sensitive. thing. I'm not sensitive. You are sensitive. I'm not. I'm just I asking a simple question because you never name to call. the audience. You never name call, but now you name call. I'm a clown now. Just because you have a loss. The question is simple. How big of a clown does he look for clowning when he's not even in the tournament? You, 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 not as, the, you, the answer, the answer is not as big as You Carolina. as a Duke fan have no room to speak. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was the answer? Are you going to even answer yeah, my question? Yeah, I'm telling you right answer now. Answer the question. You didn't say nothing by, by calling me a clown because I'm a Duke fan and we were sent home because of COVID. What's your but question? But yeah, I actually lost because the team was better than you. Well, what's your question? My question was, where was the answer for Brad Davidson? The answer for Brad Davidson? He went off on y'all. Excuse there me. There was no answer? Excuse me. Uh, another white boy sh- having the game of his life against Carolina is not a surprise. There's your answer to that question. Carolina has terrible three-point defense. They've had terrible three-point defense all year long. That's just how it goes. That, that's just it. He, he had a good game. Congrats to him. They lost in the second. How many points he had in the second game? Not damn 29. He didn't even have 10 points in the second game. So he had the game of his life. Whoop-de-doo. It happens. We move on. At the end of the day, you as a Duke fan, though, and this goes for all the other Duke fans that are listening, you have no room to he talk. so butthurt. Let me finish. So you have butthurt. no room to talk. talk. You just butthurt. Stop talking talk. then. You have no room to talk. You weren't even in the tournament. So stop the cap. You, you do have so, nothing. Hold on, hold on. You that, have nothing you, you to feel, sit on. You feel better because we weren't in a tournament when y'all got that's a not what first I said. round. Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. That's not Yo, what I said. On, hold on. You've been talking for the last five minutes. So you feel better because Duke wasn't in a tournament when y'all literally got the brakes beat off y'all. Like, would, that game was not competitive rather, at all. all right, y'all got embarrassed. Let me ask you a question. I got embarrassed. Would you rather not be in the tournament or be I, in the tournament? I've already said that. I've already said Which that. Which one is it? I'd rather not be in a tournament and have a first round exit to a team that is you're supposed to be better in. Let's remember that, guys. He would rather. Not oh, the hang on, hang on, hang on. Especially when you're saying you have the best backcourt in the whole front court, yeah, yeah. Front, front court, and then you lose to the first round. Stop it. Listen, I would rather be in the tournament than not in the tournament. I mean, that's simple. Everybody else would agree with that. No, no so. one wants to. Really no one so. wants to be sitting on the couch in March Madness. Moving on, buy or sell segment here. Only two ACC teams remain in the tournament: Florida State, Sweet 16, David Final Four pick right now, and then Syracuse, number 11 seed. Buy or sell, do both teams make it out of the weekend into the Final Four? I'm buying that Florida State makes it out. I don't think that Syracuse makes it out. Uh, obviously, I have to have Florida State making it out because Florida State is going to go deep in the, the tournament. So you're team. officially selling. You don't think both teams. You think just one team. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So only Florida State, I think, is going to make it out of the week. Um, I'm going to buy. I think Syracuse gets in the Final Four. Here's their matchups to get there. they got to get past number two seed Houston. Listen, Houston's a good team. They've had a great season. But you're, you've got a group of five team, a mid-major, playing 
a big boy ACC squad, and it's Jim Behan time. And that 2-3 defense gives people hell. That's why they were able to beat West Virginia. So I like Syracuse actually winning that game. And then if they win, they're going to play either Loyola Chicago or they'll play uh, Oregon State. Neither of those teams are phenomenal. Loyola Chicago's had a, de- a great season, but they're not a phenomenal team. I like Syracuse winning that matchup too and sneaking to the Final Four by virtue of having the weakest remaining bracket. I think Syracuse gets in. I do not think Florida State gets in. So actually, I'm sorry, guys. I'm selling here. Um, you they're said, gonna, you said something. They're going to lose to Michigan coming up in the Sweet 16. Michigan is a powerhouse team. They are ready for this tournament. Uh, you got to give it to Coach Howard up there. He's recruited very well, and that team is Shout on the cusp to Howard. He's of a national championship. I would agree with that. Um, so give me Michigan to make it out Make it out against Florida State. Um, by ourselves, Gonzaga still the favorite to win it? Yeah, absolutely. Why would they not be? Gonzaga is literally undefeated all year. I believe that they're, what, 26-0, and something to that nature. No team has really even competed with Gonzaga all year. They probably have the best point guard in the entire nation right now. Um, lottery pick, they're, they're going to win. They're going to win, and they're going to, um, you know, continue rolling. I'll take Gonzaga. I'll buy there. Um, they're in my bracket to win, so I kind of have to go with them. They're the only hope I've got left here in the tournament anyways. Um, so this week, despite the Carolina loss happening this weekend, um, they've already lost two players this week and potentially more people to come. Um, as Walker Kessler has decided to transfer from Carolina. Um, and Dayron Sharp, predictably, though, declared for the uh, draft. Go get your money, young fella. You deserve it. He's projected to be around a 20 to 30, uh, 30th pick in the draft. So I still like Baycott better round. than Sharp, but, you know, he's still going to be a lottery pick probably. More with, likely. with these two players that Carolina's lost so far, a lot of people in the Carolina fan base are kind of panicking, especially on their insider boards. You know, is it time to hit the panic button for the Tar Heels? Do we buy or sell on that? Um, no, I, I wouldn't hit the panic button. Uh, right now, yeah, you, you know, you got Dayron Sharp going to the pros. You got, um, you know, Keller as well uh, transferring. And I really don't understand why he wanted to transfer. To me, he was in a great situation. Um, you know, he really was coming into his own uh, towards the end of the year. And I like what one of the local stations here in Charlotte uh, said, Six Center fans, shout out to them. They were talking about how he has that Porzingis kind of skill and how literally he probably has only tapped into about 10% of the talent and athlete and basketball player he's really going to be. I can see him shooting outside perimeter shots, taking it down low, having a crossover, all that. So, uh, I mean, it it does suck losing a talent like them, but Carolina is going to be okay. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button, but the finger's close um, because there could be more transfers coming. They're talking about possibly Caleb Love might be leaving the program, going to another team. Uh, they've talked about possibly uh, several other guards um, might be looking at transferring out of the program. Um, Baycott might be looking at transferring out of the program. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the air, but the good thing that Carolina fans are forget to realize that the, the transfer portal this year is wide open. Roy Williams can replace it with anybody that's going to be out there, and I like his chances to do so. Jamin Brakefield also transferred out of Duke this week. Um, he's leaving the program. I thought he was going to be a, a, a great player for the Blue Devils moving forward. I mean, he's 6'9". He can knock down threes. So that's a that's a big loss for the Blue Devils moving forward. But, I mean, they're recruiting. They, they've got a stacked team next year as well. So, but you definitely don't want to see one of your people that's already got experience transfer. It'll be interesting to see if LeBron James Jr. comes to Duke too. That'll be the most excited I've been since Zion Williams. So hopefully we, uh, you know, able to get a little LBJ. Uh, Rick Bonnell with the Charlotte Observer came out with an article right before the trade deadline today. This one's interesting. Um, where he said it's time for the Hornets to decide between Malik Monk and Devontae Graham. Um, saying who to keep. Both players are restricted free agents this offseason. Both are probably going to demand contracts definitely in the eight-figure range. That's tens of millions of dollars. Hornets definitely can't keep both of them if that's going to be the case. So who do you keep? Are we, are we buying Malik Monk or are we buying Graham here in this situation? Who are we selling? Um, This one is really hard. Yeah. This, uh, this, is, this is difficult. I mean, we're splitting hairs right now. It's like choosing between – a Ferrari and a Bentley like you you know you potentially have two luxury vehicles in either one of these people um Malik Monk coming out of college I loved him in Kentucky yeah the way he and De'Arian Fox played 
uh, in the tournament was I, I thought we was looking at the next Kobe Bryant and Malik Monk. I thought he was going to be that dominant. His uh, path in the NBA has not been so smooth. He literally was in a G League. He's super inconsistent. They say it's a lot of uh, off the court issues as well. You kind of got to you know, maintenance him and, you know, keep an eye on him, make sure he's not getting in trouble, that sort of thing. Devontae Graham, on the other hand, you really don't have to worry about those type of issues with him. Devontae Graham is a player from Raleigh. Shout out to Raleigh. That's where I'm from as well, who literally last year, after the All-Star break, excuse me, going into the All-Star break was most people consensus rookie of the year. Now, he did tailor off towards the end of the season at that All-Star break, and he ended up getting the rookie of the year. We actually had the rookie of the year this year in LaMelo Ball. But I just think that even though I believe, I do believe that Malik Monk's ceiling is higher than Devontae Graham, I think that you can't trust Malik Monk because he's in the contract here. That's one. And two, Devontae Graham can knock down shots like no other, uh, like nobody else. And literally, he's just more consistent in general. He's just a more consistent, very talented play- basketball player. So give me the consistency. Um, if I had got to, if I had to get rid of one, um, we're gonna get rid of Graham, unfortunately. In my oh, opinion. you getting rid of Graham? Yeah. Wow. We don't need three point guards. I mean, it's as simple as that. Next. You got you got Terry Rozier, point guard. You got Lamelo Ball, point guard. You got Devontae Graham, point guard. So, are you saying you believe Malik Monk is going to be consistent and continue? To I keep think growing? he's learned his lesson. I mean, he's been consistent since he's been back. He's averaged over twenty points a game uh, when he stepped in in Graham's absence. So he's played very well. He's a microwave shooter. He can fill it up very quickly. The fact that his ceiling is much higher than Devontae Graham's, that's why I like him. And plus, he's taller, so he can defend better than Devontae. What Graham do you think can. about so, the whole aspect of being in a contract here? Like Nick Batum, you know, uh, he played really well in his contract year. And after that, he was a complete bust. He got his money and he got fat and lazy. I don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, These two have long NBA careers ahead of them still. They got a decade left at least, both. So you can't get your next three, four-year contracts and sit your butt down because you still got to play for that next contract that's coming after that, which is going to be an even bigger one if you choose to play white and get rewarded uh, monetarily. So – that's why I like Monk. He's got a higher upside. So, um, give me Monk here. I'm going to buy him. Right. Right now, with the loss of LaMelo, we're going to get into that. As I said, he's out possibly for the rest of the season. The Hornets currently are in the fourth seed in the East, first place in the division. Do you buy or sell that the Hornets' ceiling is still the fourth seed after the loss of To LaMelo? me, the Hornets are um, they're, uh, overachieving. Right now, they are over and, and congrats, hats off to James Borrego. He is really coaching them boys up. It's not by luck that they're in the fourth seed. He's, you know, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, luck is talent and opportunity meeting uh, opportunity, excuse me, chance meeting opportunity when you put, put yourself in a position, you prepare yourself um, to really have the opportunity to really flourish when you get the chance. And right now, the Hornets are taking advantage of their opportunity. Yeah, the the Eastern Conference is very slim. You know, it's, you know, if you lose a game, you can go from fourth all the way to 10th place right now in the East. Right. That's how close the the, the margin of error is. Um, I think that they're probably going to end up around like the fifth or sixth seed. I think fourth place is a little too too low for them. So I don't think the Hornets will be any worse than they already are as a team and how they're playing. I think we'll continue to see the same level of play with the Hornets, I think where this hurts us is that we don't know what the upside would have been now. We don't know how good it would have been with the continuing maturation of LaMelo Ball, how 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 good might he have taken the Hornets to that next level um, in the second half of the season here. So we miss out on that, and that's what hurts. Um, I don't think we'll stay in the fourth, so I'm going to sell here. I mean, we'll probably drop down to probably sixth, seventh, or possibly eighth, um, given the moves that were made today in free agency. I mean, you've got – uh, Chicago, who just loaded up with Vuvichicks and a couple other players. You've got um, uh, the Heat, who just got Oladipo. So look for the Heat to overtake the Hornets in the division. I mean, a backcourt of Jimmy Butler and Oladipo is going to be insane. So I think they'll end up taking the division. That's going to be too much for us to overcome. One of the things I like, actually love about what the Hornets is doing right now, yeah, granted, you know, we had a six-game road, tri- uh, road trip on the West Coast. We lost to the Lakers. Um, and we also had a tough loss against the Nuggets as well, where it wasn't really competitive close. 
But ever since then, really, they beat the teams they were supposed to. They beat the Rockets uh, about a night or two ago, and they beat the Spurs as well. So the Spurs was one of those games where it could have been in either way, especially in San Antonio. The fact that the Hornets came up, Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward balling out the way that they did to beat Pop on his home court, I love it. Also, LaMarcus Aldridge just got, uh, his contract just got bought out as well. So he's no longer with the Spurs. So it's really interesting to see, but I love the fact that the Hornets are winning the games they should be winning so like i was said for david cut me off there uh the uh chicago bulls are looking to make a, a pretty good run here as well with the addition of vuvichix um him and zach levine the pick and rolls they are going to be insane uh, zach levine's having a career year for the bulls um so you get you add him add star. that with vuvichix you got kobe white still over there that's playing for him getting 31 points a game it's only a matter for he breaks out um, look for the Bulls to be a player here in the playoffs, and they might move up the charts and get a sixth or fifth seed here. Um, with that being said, going into the Hornets here, the LaMelo ball injury, the impact, um, right now they're going to reevaluate him in four weeks. He had surgery on that wrist, so we'll see how it goes. As we already talked about in Bowersell, I don't think this is going to change anything for the Hornets per se. I think we'll still be a playoff team. I still think we're getting in. Um, I just think the ceiling's been affected a little bit. And the ceiling to me is probably a six seed. That feels kind of right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, LaMelo getting hurt is just tragic for Charlotte and the Hornets in general, the city. We had so much buzz, no pun, pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, LaMelo was doing his damn thing, man. He was the rookie of the year. And now it's going to be a, a debate with Anthony Edwards uh, and beyond. But I think that he's shown enough from this point. Remember, uh, if you if you forgot, and Lamelo was the first rookie ever at the All Star break to be leading all rookies in points, assists, rebounds, and I believe steals as well. Yeah. So he's uh, has, having a legendary rookie year. He is. He is. Hornets today trade deadline did absolutely nothing. All right, that's not fair. They traded for Brad Wanamaker. Guy can shoot threes. I mean, he'll be a good guard. Uh, we wanted that clearly just from the standpoint of having some depth with LaMelo out. But I'm a little disappointed, David. I want to see the Hornets make some moves. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to solidify the front court. We need somebody in the front court to be a rim protector. We are getting killed in the paint every game, and we did nothing to help ourselves there. You know, there were plenty of people on the block we could have got. You could have went out and got Drummond. You could have went out and got LaMarcus Aldridge. You can still get LaMarcus Aldridge. You can still get Drummond. But come on now. Make a move for these dudes. You can still build for the future of your team, even though you may not be there yet because LaMelo got hurt. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't make a move. So, so that's where I vehemently disagree with you. Because, And let me ask you. What's, what what is the best Hornets can do? Are the Hornets, let me, matter of fact, let me rephrase that. Are the Hornets winning the championship this year or even going to the Eastern Conference Finals? I think they can, if they would have got a rim protector and LaMelo Ball comes back, I think they can definitely make the Eastern Conference Finals. See, I don't have, the, and that's my thing. I don't think that the Hornets, I still think that we're at least a year and maybe another uh, very talented small forward away from doing that kind of damage. Small forward. Yeah, we need we need a, we need another small forward. We don't I, need any small forward. Well, hold on, because if Gordon Hayward, I don't, I just don't trust him. I don't trust Gordon Hayward's health. Like, yeah, he been balling out and doing his thing okay. when he's on on the court, but Gordon Hayward notoriously is hurt in crunch time as fair, well. He didn't he didn't play last year in the playoffs. Fair point on the injury, but talent wise, he's definitely good enough. And I think you got. Oh, yeah. he's good enough. He's on the court. I'm not worried. It's the, the you know the, the problem is the Hornets have already bet the house on Gordon Hayward. So they're not going to go get a small forward. That's that would be asinine for them to do right now. For them to go get one to replace him when they're paying them all this money. So that's definitely off the table. Hornets aren't going to address Wait, that. Here, at all. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Before you cut me off, and uh, the Hornets are not making the Eastern Conference Final either because right now the six, the Nets are maybe winning the whole damn chip this year. Possibly. First of all, now, uh, KD. If KD comes back healthy, the Nets are yeah. probably winning. Like I, I want LeBron to win. Honestly, right. I'd rather see him get another chip. But right now, the Nets and um, you got the Sixers with Doc Rivers leading them boys. I mean, literally, the Sixers finished third, fourth uh, place last year in the Eastern Conference. Mm. This year, they're first place. But they, just not, because not, you're not going to win the championship this year doesn't mean you don't need to continue to build your team when you have the opportunity. That's the whole point of building the team is to get to that point. Andre Drummond is a great fit for the Hornets. He's a good rim protector. The man can score, and he's great in pick-and-roll situations. And can you imagine Andre Drummond and LaMelo Ball in pick-and-roll? The rim's going to be broken. 
just about by the third quarter of every game with those two. So I would have loved to see them address the front court. They're clearly going to do it during the draft. Maybe they sign them in the in here with their when they get released with the uh, released released with Lamarcus mm-hmm. Aldridge and mm-hmm. Andre Drummond. We'll see how that goes. I'm very interested to see how the Hornets play this out moving forward. Um, well, in, just in the just next week. just to to kind of recap or cap this uh, debate as far as the Hornets and everything. To your sole point of you know, what are they really going to do? Like, uh, we need, we're, we're another, like, a big piece away. You know, you said it yourself. The Hornets are not going to, you, you believe they can go to Eastern Conference Finals. Literally, we're in fourth place. To me, your point would only be valid if the Hornets were in 10th, 11th, 12th place, somewhere like that. We're fourth place. The teams that are beating us right now in the Eastern Conference, you got the Sixers, you got the Nets, and you got the Bucks. Even if the Hornets made a a, a, a move for Vuvicic or a, a, another Aaron Gordon or something like that, we're still not going to be better than those teams. So don't waste a lot of money trying to we change don't know the that. dynamic. We don't know that because do, sometimes okay, all it takes is one player to change the whole dynamic of a team. Look at Duke this season. When they added Mark Williams to the lineup, that was a whole different ballgame. The only thing Duke needed, guess what they needed? Rim protection. And they got Fortunately, someone we lost that a lot was, of games with him too. And, and no, you're not really. When Mark, Mark Williams, Williams came yeah, in, yeah. you guys had a winning record for the rest of the season. We we. So, some games, but we lost yes, games he too. was the missing ingredient for Duke to to get over the hump and start winning games again and being competitive because they were not competitive prior to that. So, given that one piece, sometimes that's what changes a, a team, that changes the trajectory of a team. So, I like to see him make okay. a move. Hopefully, they'll sign him coming up. Again, you still build your team even if you're not winning a championship. It doesn't make sense not to build, especially when you got the money to do it. I disagree, um, but we're gonna. Uh, with that, that being said, week. let's go we'll into the uh, predictions of these upcoming games. Miami, um, with newly Oladipo, probably won't be playing tomorrow night. Let him get uh, adjusted into Miami. Miami. Hornets playing them. They are second place in our division, Miami. Fifth place in the East, 22 and 22. We're 22 and 21. So, who do you think is going to win that game, uh, David? Hornets or the Heat? Well, ever since Stephen A. Smith called out the Heat uh, in Eric Spoelstra, uh, um, not knowing what the hell they doing for the, the year. I mean, this is the same team that made it to the finals last year. The Heat were in the finals. People have already forgotten they were that good. And now, how, how did you how, how did the Rockets lose Victor Olandipo and still the Heat got a chance to keep Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero? You got to get at least one of them in a the trade. To yeah. me, the, the Heat right now are live. I really don't know who I think is going to win that game. If Lamella was playing, I think the Hornets probably would win, but I think that he's probably going to win that game. I think it. I mean, you're looking at, uh, again, Oladipo's not going to be playing, so it's still the same Heat team that's been inconsistent this year. But they've turned a corner. The Heat are for real. They made the finals last year. They're live. So now they got Oladipo into that? Like, are you kidding me? Butler, Oladipo, Bam, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson. (sighs) Good luck, Hornets. Victor I, didn't want to play. I, I think we'll be okay, but still, that's going to be a tough He didn't want to play for the Rockets. The Rockets, I feel bad for the new head coach. On a 20-game losing Nobody streak. Nobody wants to play for the Rockets. Are you serious? They literally went from first to worst real quick. We might have to give a little Drake instrumental for that one. Listen, H-Town going down, like Beyonce said. <laughs> H-Town going down. Listen, Houston, you were not ready for uh, liftoff. Houston, nah. you have a problem. Okay? <laughs> exactly. You have a problem. <laughs> not we have a problem. You have a problem. Oh, man. Moving on. Last game for them this week, Sunday. They're going to play the Phoenix Suns, who are second in the West, 29-14. and 14. We beat them early in the season, so it's capable for us to do it, but – I just think it's too tall of a task right now for us to be adjusting without LaMelo Ball. Granted, both these games are at home, but Hornets may go 0-2 this week. Sorry, Hornets fans, but that's how I see it. It's very real. It's very possible. My biggest takeaway just thinking about the outline of that game is Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul, like this man got the magic touch. Not only is he Cliff Paul in a State Farm commercial, yeah. but he he definitely has a kind of like touch and imprint when he takes. Literally, Thunder had no business being in the playoffs last year, but he drug them in the playoffs, kicking and screaming with like a not talented roster whatsoever. And now he has the Suns higher than they've been in the Western Conference standings in years. Right. Chris Paul is the biggest takeaway. Unfortunately, the Hornets not going to beat the Suns twice. Yeah, that stinks. We'll see what happens, though. Hopefully they prove us wrong. Hornets go 2-0, and and let's, let us see what you're about. Tell everybody that you can make without LaMelo for right now. Moving on, 
Carolina Panthers finally heard unpopular accurate because they are avid listeners, I've heard. Yeah, Matt Rule and them boys down there. New GM um, and all that. We got some free agent signings to discuss. As you know, last week we signed Pat Eflin and Cam Irvin, two guards that, you know, after I did a little bit more research on them, I'm kind of excited about those signings. They're interchangeable. They can play anywhere on the line, so I think that's pretty cool. They got some flexibility there. But they went in, and they've they've signed six players since then. Just to kind of run them down, we signed Hassan Reddick away from the Cardinals. He's a linebacker. Denzel Perryman, another linebacker from the Chargers. We got some defensive line help on the end with Morgan Fox from the Rams. We also uh, went out and signed David Moore, so I'm assuming this would be Curtis Samuel's replacement in this situation. Um, we don't replace got a, that boy. Got tied in Dan Arnold and then another linebacker and Frankie Louvu. Um, am I happy with any of these signings? Let, let me just go and say I like Denzel Perriman. I think that's a good pickup for the Panthers. I like the Hassan Reddick signing. I think that's another good pickup. Both of them played very well last year, had very respectable um, uh, uh, seasons. Denzel Perriman, I don't know if you knew this, but for Pro Football Focus, he had the highest, second highest grade rated for linebackers last year. So we might have got a steal for them at two years, six million dollars. Are you kidding me? Three million a season, second highest PFF rated linebacker grade for twenty twenty. Yep, I, I, I agree. Frankie uh, Louvo, uh, Hassan Reddick, these are you know pretty pretty solid. You know they're they're not like splash no. free agent signings or anything. But the Panthers are still reeling right now from the linebacker position. Yep. Two years later at the Luke Keekley. Yep. Listen, Luke, if you ever want to come back, the door is wide open. Wide what open. you want? What you want? The private jet? What do you What do you want? Back massages? The, the Panthers will rearrange. They'll They'll arrange for all that. Foot massages, all that. Twenty five percent ownership. Yeah. What do you want? A sandwich named Matthew Luke? Come on now. Come back to your team and help us get back to where yeah. we were before you uh, retired so early. We can definitely use it. Um, another move not to be overlooked why receive David Moore he is not Curtis Samuel I agree with you but he posted respectable numbers last year for Seahawks he had uh, over 450 yards catching he had uh, four touchdowns for the Seahawks last year so do I think he's the ultimate replacement for him no but I do believe he will feel in admirably in that role and I, I think our offense won't miss too much of a beat, especially with Christian McCaffrey coming back from return. So a lot of touches that would have went to Curtis Samuel anyways are going to come back to Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think we miss a beat offensively, and I'm glad he got it plugged in. Are there any head scratchers in this scenario? Yeah, give me Frankie Lovu. Are you kidding me? Listen, I, 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 the guy went through some very serious stuff recently. He's had a, uh, a heartbreak situation in his family. Um, the Panthers swooped in and signed him anyways. The only head scratcher, I don't have any problem with with how he's playing. But why do we need to sign three linebackers right now? You know yeah, what I mean? Because the, the, the position is such a need right now. Linebacker and offensive line, the Panthers, they need to get those two positions right. Well, they're addressing them. We got three linebackers we picked up. We picked up two, two offensive linemen. So Panthers are addressing them. I, I think you're taking some pressure off the draft. So I think you're still trying to make a move for a quarterback out there. I can tell you that quarterback probably won't be moving forward. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, David, do you probably you want to guess for 500 here? Uh, you, yeah, Deshaun Watson. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I I take it, man. Let's 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 quickly uh, broach that topic real quick. Um, I'm not gonna lie though, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I have been coming more around to both those pickups. I actually think that Trey Lance is going to be a hell of a you know professional. Uh, I think Justin Fields is a baller. He went to the national championship, showed the hell out, and he beat the brakes off of Clemson. That's yeah, a great yeah. team. Deshaun Watson, what is going on, though? Like, this is the strangest thing, like, I've seen as far as a news title in, in years because literally, you know, Deshaun Watson had a pristine image, you know, never had a parking violation, parking ticket, never been arrested, never been in trouble. Dabo literally said this man is like the Michael Jordan mm -hmm. of football. And out of nowhere, for the first time in his career, he wants to push it and force his way out of, you know, Texas from the Texans. And now 13, what are, what are we up to? Like 16 sexual assault? 16, 16, not sexual assault, 16 civil suits against him. Okay. Some, alleging, some, alleging, some of sexual assault nature. Alleging sexual assault. And that's a very serious thing. So the NFL don't play about that kind of thing. They don't. Um, I mean, at this point. Who's going to want to touch him? You know, not till he clears his name. He has to clear his name, and we'll see what happens. But right now, Deshaun Watson, it's not looking good for him to be in the just NFL some, at all. Just some commentary on the situation. I'm starting to believe less and less 
And and you know what? Before I say this, I, I I do want to say this because sexual assault is nothing to be played with. All right, it is very serious. Any case that comes against an individual, I think it should be investigated to the full extent of the law. If you're found guilty, you're a pervert. I hope you rot in hell, and I hope your jail time is is real fun time when someone makes you drop the soap. But with that being said, in this situation, pretty intense there. Um, sixteen lawsuits from the same lawyer, and and, and it and Deshaun, is it from the same lawyer? Same lawyer, all sixteen lawsuits representing all these individual things. And uh, individuals and Deshaun Watson's representative comes out and is like, "Hey, this guy's running a circus. These these claims have no merit." And he says, "Anything that says that my client had any sexual assault against any of these people is factually not true." So at the end of the day, it's kind of got me wondering if these are real or not. Why are you not filing criminal charges if it's really what happened? You know, you that is that is the interesting part about this whole scenario, right? Is that there still has not been any cr- uh, criminal charges, only civil charges, right? What is preventing Deshaun Watson from getting criminally charged? If he gets criminally charged, he's gonna be out of the NFL. Yeah, like, all this, this, this is done. Is very serious. You're done, dude. Yeah, and, and that kind of it just it's just wild to me that uh, that's why I kind of question it though. Like sixteen of them, same lawyer. He is running a circus. At the end of the day, one of the girls that he's supposedly representing tried to blackmail Deshaun Watson in January. So that's really got my antenna going off right now about the situation. So I hope it's not as bad as what we think it is. Hopefully he gets absolved in the situation. I just don't see any way that the Panthers go anywhere near him moving forward. Right, which we'll button up the, I'm going to button up the conversation with this, which the Panthers might not even need to anymore, really, because of Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Right. Um, but also as well. Like my mama used to always say, my grandmama too, listen, what is done in the dark will eventually come to light. So whatever happened in this situation, nobody knows. Uh, it's, all we can do is take what the news reporting is coming out and what the lawyers are saying on both sides. But whatever it is, it will be brought to light. It's just going to be interesting to see what his career looks like moving forward. I, I hope the best for him if, if he's found innocent or not guilty on these charges and he didn't do it. Uh, but if he did do it, then, man, you got everything that's coming to you, dude. Uh, that's just how it goes. That kind of leads me to my full of the week. Everybody's favorite segment bought to you by. Again, as always, this portion of the podcast is sponsored by Christian Morrison over at My Aroma Goods. Fellas, do not be fooled and let that funk get in the way of your life. Nothing is worse than having that special lady or for ladies, that guy over, and the smell of yesterday's stanky stank milk still sitting in the trash can, stinking up the house. My Aroma Goods has many options available for you to help calm that stank down from wax burners to diffusers to body wash to kids' needs and even pet needs. My Aroma Goods has everything you need to fill your life with fragrance. These items will also make great gifts as well, so fellas, be thinking about that coming up. We got Mother's Day. Think ahead, fellas, all right? You can visit the website at myaromagoods.cincy.us. Again, that's myaromagoods.com dot s-c-e-n-t-s-y dot u-s all right so david my fool of the week i don't think this is probably ever going to happen again on this show i mean you could probably quote me in saying this my fool of the week is the houston texas gm right now <laughs> like why is that buddy like you had a chance to unload this guy for a king's ransom i don't even think he's worth a fifth round pick right now you know what I mean? I don't even think he's worth a fifth round pick right now. So, with that being said, if dude, you've lost all the value in this quarterback in which you've paid millions of dollars. And your franchise, if this doesn't go out the way it needs to, is going to suffer greatly. And your career in Houston has ended before it even started. You're my fool of the week guy. Um, so my fool of the week is, and we got a funny clip for you guys to watch right here right now i don't know what is going on in this video um literally if you have not seen it it's been going viral on social media all week it's literally the women's florida state game i believe that they're playing clemson and literally florida state women's ends ball inbounds the ball and the opponent literally like what was it like knocks her head off pretty much she literally knocks her head off she falls to the ground and the ref calls a travel wow what, like what in the world did we just see that is hilarious jeers for that one ref 
Are you on drugs? You need to be drug tested. Yeah. You're my fool of the week, buddy. I mean, homegirl got clotheslined. <laughs> she got clotheslined. That's what I was looking for. I mean, it looked like Hacksaw Jim Duggan out there just coming in for it. Like, what y'all think about this clip? Tell us what you think. I this mean, is crazy. That's not a flop. And this dude is confident with it, too. The Look funny, at him. The funny thing is he's literally slow motion. Yeah, on the play. Like, get out of here, bro. <laughs> that's why I couldn't be a coach. Oh, I, I would sling a chair and a half. I'd get five technicals right here. That's funny. On top of getting ejected, of course. But anyway, so that's wild. Hopefully, you know, we get better officiating moving forward in the tournament, especially for the women's tournament. Also, I'll side note, full of the week 1A for me, okay? Mark Emmert. How dare you give those women those facilities they had in the NCAA tournament versus the men's facilities? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Okay. So the, the so the men's got this big open gym, all right, with their weight room. Their weight room literally is like a huge, like, 4,000-square-foot space to work out. The women also had similar area, right? So, But their weights were like a dumbbell set, like a 25-pound dumbbell set. And that was it in, like, resistance bands. And their food was like catered, looked like Meals on Wheels, like banquet Salisbury steaks. Wow. And, and the boys were getting like catered in food every day. Like the disparities in the tournament and what the women's and men's were dealing with were ridiculous. So this this, this um, basketball player from, I think, Oregon filmed it and put it on, on social media. And that thing went viral, dude. And everybody was dogging the NCAA. And now they, and she's like, the NCAA said they didn't have room for a weight room for women. That's why they did it. But here's our gym, and here's all this space. So what are they talking about? I mean, just really can't. I'm going to have to get the photos. We're going to get the photos. Check that out. David's going to yeah. put it down below so that yeah. you can see the video. Exactly. It is the hilarious. Um, I'm telling you, they got it right, though. They sent them better meals. They got them a better workout. Come on, man. Take care of the women. Take care of the women. Why did it have to come to that, right? Seriously. Mark Emmert, you're full of the week. You'll probably be on twice. So <laughs> I take that back. So that's it, folks. That's all we got for you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Unpopular But Accurate. Join us next week. We'll really, really see the impact of LaMelo Ball missing from the Hornets. Will they miss it? Can they pull off some wins? We'll see. We'll go see who's going to cut down the nets in the Final Four. We'll make our prediction as that's going to get solidified this weekend when Elite Eight yes, concludes. And we'll see if the Panthers add any more free agents to the squad. So let us know what you think about those Panthers signing. How, how do you like those picks? And how do you think that – Gonna, hey, listen. The Hornets are going to fair. We on the board. edge of our seat. Buckle in for the rest of March Madness. It should be a crazy ride. As always, folks, even if you hated our takes, we hope you at least entertained you, if nothing else. For David and myself, thank you for joining us on UBA. 